0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/metaverseimpact. I don't get it podcast. What's up
1: guys? Welcome to the I don't get it podcast. It's Naz Lauren, Ashley, and it's this is a special episode of the I don't get it podcast because I am bringing heartbroken anonymous to the podcast. Ashley had a good idea; she has the story of us, um, which is obviously stories of how people meet, and then I have heartbroken anonymous, which is people sharing, (laughs) yeah, people sharing stories of how they break up. So we got you covered in the beginning and the end of your relationship. Um, (laughs) So it's really cool. Um, This one woman that came to the group um, is going to share her story, but I'll preface that when she calls in. But first, we obviously have to talk about I don't get it. And I actually want to bring up something that you guys were just on the phone with your mom, and it reminded me of an I don't get it. Bless you, Lauren. (laughs) And I hate when I, like, talk to my dad and I tell my dad something, and then I call my mom later that day or talk to her, and she's like, your dad didn't tell me that. And it's like, I expect like when I tell one of my parents something that they just know automatically right away. Also, you would think that
2: I'm important enough to be talked about when I'm
3: not there. You know, that's why I'm like, wait, I, my eye's not important to you. Enough. What about when you tell one of them something and then the other one gets offended that you didn't tell them? And you're like, well, that's because I assumed that you would tell. Yeah. yeah. Do your parent, my parents don't get offended. They like, oh. but mom yours would does, be like, right? why did you email dad that and you didn't email it to me? <laughs> it's so I'm like fun. because I forgot what your email is. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my mom had, you know, she changes her emails. And I also don't
1: get how people
3: sleep in bras. Those oh, are my
1: two, yeah. I don't get Okay, it today. so why-
2: I also saw something on the on the Facebook group yesterday about people sleeping with socks on, too. Oh, really? Yeah, Lauren likes And with socks I on. must sleep with socks on. It and is, this is like so it. funny because this one girl who, like, started, I think, in the Facebook group was like, I don't, I sleep with socks on because I used to have nightmares that people would tickle my feet. Oh my God, that's Shut the Lauren. Fuck up that And I Lauren. go, I wear socks for that very reason. I was terrified that people or like some witch under my bed was going to come and tickle my feet. Not
3: murder me, but no. tickle my feet. <laughs> Yeah, this is like a real thing like Lauren used to talk about it like weekly when she was little about about the what? feet tickling and that now I riddle me this wouldn't the comforter prevent that if the socks yeah. were going nope, to you're not safe because it takes
2: a lot more effort to take <laughs> off the sock than just like go under the comforter
3: yeah. Oh
0: my god. So I still well,
3: wear socks to this day. Wait, that's so. I funny. will only do it when my feet are freezing and I'm going to bed, and then I rub them together. Lauren, <laughs> me, and my dad all rub our feet together as we're try- as we're falling asleep. It's like a rocking to sleep sort of thing, slash warm. Like our you feet. rub both your feet. Yes. Together. Also, yes. Yes. tell me if this is really weird. Sometimes if I'm hooking up with a guy, I'll like kind of rub my feet together, or at least like on the couch or on the bed or something. Not with him, just yourself. Not on him, but like. No, I'm saying not like your feet with his feet.
0: Your
1: your own feet. No, no, I would never do that. I don't do that. But maybe you should
3: notice that. Maybe you do. Definitely don't. Lauren and I call them foot boners. Not from that. That's not a foot boner. Wait, what's a foot boner? But Lauren (laughs) and I have also something that we call a foot boner on another topic.
2: If we see something we like, it could be food. It could be a man. Our feet automatically go go bing.
1: and then they're like really <laughs> stiff up in the air. Wait, you guys, that is the greatest term I've ever heard. Like That's so true. Everyone's toes do they really yes, do that? Yes. I don't my I don't do it often. But your but hands get are, boners. There are certain things where I'm like, yes! Yes, I mean, your hands do
3: get boners. I do got, it all the time. Yeah, you got
1: hand boners. Wait, I get so finger boners.
3: Lauren and I will be watching something on TV Wait, and then all of a sudden. Or or yeah, and then we'll like <laughs> <laughs> totally and we look over at each other and our feet are just like up in the air. I and we don't even For know sing a cheeseburger really
1: exciting. yeah <laughs> yes. <laughs> wait you know what i do i just noticed i curl mine down okay so that's you a different barrier like yeah okay. like my hands go up but i like curl my feet down when i'm really excited oh and funny. i always think people think i'm like kind of <laughs> semi like something's wrong with me because when i get really excited i don't know how to describe this i go like this to you guys i'm like no, yeah that's a that's cute yeah, like, you know. though, though. Yeah, but, like, I'm 28 now. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm, like, randomly, like, going. So the motion I'm doing, everyone listening, is, like, I put both of my hands in between my thighs, and then I, like, lift my um, feet a little. And, and then chin. I crouch down, yeah. like, Quasimodo, and I go, ee! Yeah, <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's adorable. I, I hope that and I think you keep that until you're 70. It's so embarrassing. Um, but wait, go back to the, the bra, sock thing again oh, and the, the bra, bra thing. Wait, I let's mean, go around. How do you guys sleep? Ashley, you first.
3: Um, underwear and a t-shirt okay. and no socks, but unless my feet are freezing. And then if I do fall asleep with socks on, normally in the middle of the night, my feet feel like they're suffocating. So then I take them off. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you um, feel like they're They used to until I realized I, I really can't, you know, expose myself to the witch under the bed. <laughs> and
1: I keep, I keep the socks on this all night. This is so funny. Yeah. So funny. How do you sleep, Lauren?
2: I wear a full sweatsuit and socks. It's so okay. weird. I have to be suited up. Don't you feel like your legs, are, like your, the material
3: in your legs is getting all twisted up? No. Um, and it's also like if the covers fall off, I'm still like covered. It's a very fair question, Ashley. Yeah, because that's why I don't wear pants to bed because everything gets tangled. No, nothing gets tangled. But I like, me. Okay, I like you pajama mess. sets. I'm such a pajama that is so You are like person. such a girl who like goes to bed kind of cute.
1: I don't know why, but I fucking love pajamas. Like, like I love silk? Silky. Uh, I like the silky ones. I like the cotton ones in the winter. I like them to be matching. I like them to be long sleeve and plaid. But then if I'm not doing that, how weird is this? I like to sleep like literally naked, like just underwear. That's very healthy for you.
3: So actually. just underwear. I would sometimes do that. I would sometimes do it with no underwear even. Like if Lauren wasn't here at night. Because if she was, I wouldn't. But then, but here's the thing. The you reason you walk around in undies. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, totally naked. I've slept totally naked before. Uh-huh. I just, like, when I'm at the place alone.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And Do you like it or no? No, because, one, I have anxiety that if somebody, like, knocks on the door or comes into the apartment in the middle of the night, I'll be like, what? I like and I'll be more scared about being naked in front of a burglar than actually. like <laughs> actually getting burglarized. Oh my wow. god, wow, so dumb. And then,
1: but also so
2: is the witch on the bed.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Also dumb. silly. Shit actually. Shit
3: <laughs> and then my the second reason is well I was once recently in the past year shown like this short film of a spider crawling up a girl's vagina uh, in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and then laying eggs in no, her and then that. all the spiders come out of the no. vagina. So ever it since- Is real? Or? No. No, no. It's, it's like sci-fi. sci-fi. Okay. But as soon, but now whenever I get in bed without any underwear on, I go, mm, spiders and then I have to go it's get terrifying. them. terrifying. Yeah. See, I like, I used to like sleep. I like sleeping
1: completely naked, but I, I no, I like sleeping with underwear on. But I feel like I need to be sleeping completely naked sometimes because everyone says your vagina has to yeah. breathe. And then yeah. they that's them. what but my for. gyno said
3: like breathable two cotton, weeks ago. You guys, breathable MeUndies, you know, MeUndies. But,
1: but have you ever, when you do sleep with no underwear on, your vagina is so happy. I, feel I don't like know. It so feels free. like super
3: dry.
2: Okay, excuse me. This is May 2... TMI, but yeah. mine's definitely not dry. Like it gets like really, yeah, mine really never gets juicy. Really juicy. Mine
3: gets a little bit too yeah, airy. Yeah, it's because of our dreams, Lauren. Mm. My, Another thing? my dreams of being what heartbroken dreams? anonymous. You guys, if you're hooking up with a guy, um, speaking about like Nike and like liking underwear, I always feel sexier in a bra. When they take off your bra, you're like. I- Hate when a guy takes off my bra. I'm like, I'm not hot anymore. I look like a little girl. I
1: know. No, I don't think that. I'm just like, they're way perkier. They're way prettier in the bra. in there. Speaking of breathable underwear, let's take a hot second to talk about something we all love to wear but hate to shop for, and that's underwear. You guys, you want to look good in your undies and be comfortable, right? So don't sacrifice style or comfort. Check out Me Undies. They're the perfect (laughs) (laughs) balance. They're the perfect balance of comfortable fit. Every month they have new and exciting prints, and they arrive. right at your door in a really fun bag. MeUndies uses lensing
2: micromodal in their underwear. (laughs) What (laughs) is that? It's sustainably sourced, which is so important to the environment. The lensing soft fiber starts with beechwood trees and ends with the most amazing fabric you've ever experienced. The results have been downright dreamy because
3: you're wearing them. While you sleep. Ooh, that's right. You guys know how much I love MeUndies. I talk about it naturally all the time. (laughs) Their adventures, prints, and designs are all limited edition, and new patterns are released every few weeks on a rolling basis. I love checking out the new styles and patterns that can't be found anywhere else.
1: And MeUndies has an exclusive offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, when you purchase any MeUndies, you get 20% off and free shipping. MeUndies is so sure that you guys are going to love their underwear that they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you guys don't love your first pair, you get a full refund.
3: This is a no-brainer. Get 20% off a pair of the most comfortable underwear in the entire world. To get 20% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash get it. That is MeUndies, M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S.com slash get it. Oh, my God. You guys, I haven't even given you this update.
1: What? Lately, I've been getting sensation through my nips. <gasps> Oh my god, it comes with the age. I It I, comes with your birthday. I think what's his name? Just knows what he's doing now. Wow. It's now he knows. I don't know. I guess we just didn't play around with that area that much. Yeah, like you're like, don't even do it. Day. Nothing happens. I don't know. I felt something. And I was like, I oh, got to Ashley Lauren. That's this. amazing. I, I like, know. Felt I felt so something excited. Tingle down I there. Was, I was excited through my nipples. I was so excited. So, but he was like, hold. <laughs> this is so I'm TMI. like, really imagining. He was holding the nip and
3: like flicking. I don't oh. know. He was like, I don't know. Okay, he, so like, question. Watch the YouTube tutorial, maybe. Did it just, tutorial, did it just feel nice up here? Like, ooh, warm. like it's No, kinda, down, it, down you, there. You felt something in your cha as he touched your... Yeah, Wow. Crazy? That is crazy. I was
2: really wow. excited I'm about gonna that I ask Jack to flick my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's... could you hold
3: my nipple and flick it? <laughs> So we you oh, flick this area right here? <laughs> funny. That's oh really my God. funny. That's so Anyways. Funny. What wow. was the other I don't get it other than the socks. The sleeping the bra, with a bra. I, oh, sleeping with a bra. Is that's it the true? original question. <laughs> People
1: say that like you should sleep with a bra on because it keeps mm-hmm. your boobs up. It my keeps mom up has slept sagging. with a bra for like 50 years. My mom hasn't been braless. Fuck?
3: Yeah, in about 50 years. You
1: guys, how in the fuck? Like It is so comfortable to not have a bra on for, for me.
3: I used to feel the it opposite. Is. I used to feel... Okay, it depends on the bra, um, but I used to feel like, I don't know what I was going to say. When I, was, <laughs> well, okay, when I was little, I was like, I don't even know why people want to walk around without a bra, it's so much more comfortable with the bra, with the support. And I still understand that sometimes, like, walking around in the middle of the day, but if you're just lounging, and especially in bed, I, you, you can't wear a bra, because then you really start sensing it, but only when I'm lying, so, yeah, bottom line when I'm walking around during the day doing anything, like having a little bit of a brawn. When I'm in bed or on the couch, I can sense it more. So, no, thank you. In bed, Lauren, thank you. In bed, I think it all depends on the boob size. I don't really notice when I have one on or when I don't. Well, Lauren also doesn't have any breast tissue. (laughs) It's a whole other topic.
1: (laughs) I um, I never want to wear a bra, whether I'm out or in bed. Ever, I hate them. Really? Yeah. You you don't feel like jiggly? No. Look, I literally feel so free right now. I don't have a bra on. I don't maybe it's cuz mine aren't as big as yours Ash and they don't I'm sure if someone if I Yours have are boot, bigger than mine. You think so? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I I hate having one on. I also how weird is this um randomly heard the Aries like my horoscope sign um love being comfortable like that's a oh. thing. And I feel like that's true. Like I, I, I don't know. I just have to be comfortable. I hate jeans. That's true. Sweats. I was
2: literally thinking before. i like, You don't wear jeans, really. I
3: know I, hate you know. I don't even know what you look like in jeans. I yeah. do. you have one I pair. Know of jeans that you I know wear what all I know, all know what you look like. Yeah. yeah, I know I what you them. look like, but you don't do it often. I think it's because my nipples are pointier than yours. Yes. You can't
2: because you don't have pointy nipples. And oh, she yeah, has pointy I don't. nipples. So, so I always wear nipple covers
1: no matter what. Yeah, because you're, but you should wear a shirt with your nips pointy. I think Ew, that's so cool. They're too pointy. In like 1990. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway.
2: Let's pause a sec so we can tell you about a real game changer when it comes to jeans jeans jeans. <laughs> jeans do you have a hard time finding the perfect fitting slash flattering jeans that yep. are also comfortable that yep. is true i, well, hate I did until i found true religion
3: true religion believes that no matter what your body type or your style there's a true fit for you the website is so easy to use and navigate too and you'll see when you go there that fit is their focus
1: You guys, I'm not even joking when I say this. I cannot be happier and more satisfied when I got my jeans. The fit is spot on and the look is exactly what I wanted. It looked so good on my body, guys, and my butt looked amazing. And I know that they're going to wear well over time because the fabric is made softer so that the jeans keep shape and don't fade, which is crucial.
2: True Religion doesn't offer just jeans, but jackets, dresses, t shirts, and accessories. Are you ready to get the perfect fitting, most comfortable, most flattering pair of jeans? Right now, True Religion is giving our listeners 20% off your entire purchase when you go to slash get it. Enter our code get it at checkout. So do what I did and go to slash get it and enter my code get it at checkout for 20% off your entire order. And let me just say, I got a two pairs of true religion jeans when I was in 10th grade, and I still wear them
1: today. They are that durable, everyone.
3: <laughs> okay, what's a, up that next? That was good input,
1: Lauren. Thanks. All right, guys, great, fascinating conversation <laughs> to the topic of the episode. So obviously, um, I'm assuming everyone listen, listening to this knows about Heartbroken Anonymous. If you don't and you're just listening to this for the first time, it's a support group that I started for people that are heartbroken, and it's basically like AA, but for people that are heartbroken. And so um, we really felt like the whole premise of the support group is to make people feel like they're not alone and to share their story of heartbreak in a non-judgmental space. And so when I was talking to Ashley and Lauren about this, it, we all figured it'd be really cool to have someone share their story on the podcast to reach even more people. So if you're heartbroken right now, maybe you could relate to this story just to know you're not alone, whether or not it, you're going through the same thing or not, Um So, yeah, this woman is amazing. Um, I found her through the group, and she was willing to come onto the podcast. Obviously, the group is anonymous, so I don't think she's going to share her name. But, um, yeah, we thought it'd be interesting for you guys to hear her story, so we're going to give her a call. Okay, everyone, so we have my friend on the line now um, who will introduce herself and share her story
4: with us. Hi. 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 Okay, I'll try to give kind of like a concise... um, Timeline, because I want to ramble. Um, no, of course. So not. First off, I'll say, um, go ahead. So first off, I'm I'm 38, and I'm from LA, and I grew up in LA. Went to school in Chicago, and then um, went to grad school in Wisconsin. Went to Japan, spent some more time in LA. Went back out of the country, and um, I've been in LA since about. 2013, 2014. So I think one thing that's kind of unique, like when you live in a different state or you live in a different um, country, it's kind of hard to find your roots. And so I think to some extent, I kind of felt, I don't go get into that. And um, it kind of became really clear as I hit my 30s, like I need to work on relationships, not only romantic relationships, but, um, you know, just... All kind of relationships. So I actually made it, um, a three-firm goal of mine in 2016 to meet someone. And I'm not against online dating, speed dating, anything like that. So I tried online dating. And, um, and I met someone and I met someone who I felt was a really good fit for me he was very open and very honest and very transparent about what was going on in his life. And one thing that, um, one thing in particular was he was in the process of getting a divorce. So me kind of being the person who's like, no, let me just throw caution to the wind and, and go for it. That's what I did. And I think in a relationship, you kind of have to be vulnerable and take those risks, even if they seem non-traditional. And I knew that I would not get a lot of support by getting involved with someone who was still married and also had two children, but I did it anyways. And I think um, the first couple of months, we worked very well with each other. Everything seemed fine. There were little red flags that popped up here and there, and um, like in any relationship, I think any relationship i think when you see a red flag you don't automatically dismiss the person but you know your gut tells you mm, i'm not i'm not sure about this one or i'm not sure how to really manage it so 3 months into the relationship um, we just had i don't know how to say it but um it was just issues with time. He, um, like I said, he was still in the process of getting a divorce. His children were still kind of um, getting used to the idea that their parents were not together. They were living apart. They were not living in the same household. And then I was in the picture. And um, as each month progressed, it just became more and more difficult for the relationship to to stick and to really make sense for his life. And I think most women, they, they, know, they know when something is off. And I knew that something was off. And I have journal entries, you know, back in April and May and June, you know, telling me like, this is not right, it's not working. But I wouldn't say that I was desperate, but I wanted to really, really give it my all and give it my best. So I stuck with it. And it wasn't until the summer, pretty much the end of August, when he said, you know what, it's not working. It's not going to work. Um, And I don't know when it's going to work. And by then, we had already said, our love news, We had already put a wedding date, you know, in the future. And I had already got bullied wrapped into the relationship. Even though I knew that it wasn't built on a firm foundation, so I was devastated. When when we broke up, I was at work and um it was really interesting. I was at work, I went to sleep please, and um I do a meditation group. So I was getting ready to do the meditation group and I couldn't find um sorry okay, the blankets that I use for the group in this cabinet. So I went to open the cabinet and it wouldn't, it wouldn't open. And I'm, and I'm turning on it and it wouldn't open. And then I saw someone who I worked with and she just looked at me. I looked at her and that was it. My like I snapped. I had a fight. I was just crying. I was crying. I was hysterical and nobody knew what was going on. They're just like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I talked to my supervisor and I said, I can't get the blankets out. And, um, She's like, okay, let me help you. Turns out the cabinet wasn't blocked. You know, I just needed to tug it a little bit more. And um and she said, You want me to do the group? And I said, No, 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 I can do it, but after that I need to go home. And um I did the group and and then I talked to my supervisor and I said, Look, you know, I'm having some some personal issues. I really didn't tell him exactly what's going on. And um he said, Fine, you can go home and um and so I went home, and of course I, I cried. <laughs> and then the next day, I, I I stayed home too. I, you know, it was, it was it was a lot. You know, even though the relationship was only you know seven months or so, it was still very heavy for me. It was still very real. And I think, um, you know, I didn't realize until then how how big of an impact that that seven months had had on me. So moving, moving forward, you know, um, I find the group and, um, I think it was a week, I think the, the, the group was a week after I saw the, the, the thing on the ground and, um, and then I went and, um, you know, one thing I've learned is it's really important not to keep things bottled up. Um, I think at, at this point, you know, I'm, I, am I, I believe in, in sharing and and saying how you feel and being honest, honest and open with your feelings, and I think it's important to be mindful who you tell and who you talk to because not everybody is going to be very supportive. And you know, I knew that all all the while, all the months I led up to the breakout breakup i was telling my friends what was going on and you know a lot of them are just like you know what are you doing what's you know what's wrong with you what are you thinking you're dealing with a married man who has kids of course He's, mm-hmm. you know this could be years and years and years and um you know i was embarrassed you know i was really embarrassed after everything happened and i wasn't really quick to tell everyone that essentially i got dumped you know i remember my mom um asking, me oh, what are you going to do for the holidays and she didn't go out with um you know, your boyfriend, I said, you know, what? Like, you no, know, we're not spending any time with each other. And she said, you know, I'm not going to say anything. So like, you know, you guys really don't have a lot of time. You guys don't really spend a lot of time with you. And I said, well, you got me, so you don't have to worry about that again. And that's all I want to say about that. Um, and I had really brief really conversations with um, with other people about the about
3: the breakup. Sorry, we got okay. chat for a second about Ritual. Forget everything you thought you knew about vitamins. Ritual is the subscription-based brand that's reinventing the experience with nine essential nutrients that women lack the most. I choose Ritual because I think it's really important to take an omega-3 supplement, and this is literally the only one that I've found that actually tastes good. It's like yummy peppermint, and it doesn't have you burping all that nasty uh, fish aftertaste or, or making saying- your tummy <laughs> feel bad
1: vitamins literally just because of that reason ritual helps me check all the boxes so that i know that i'm getting the nutrients that i personally need and knowing that those nutrients are vegan sugar-free non-gmo gluten-free allergen-free and made in the usa without synthetic fillers or colorant so that makes me feel good and i just like to know that i'm spending my money on something that's good for me
2: visit their website you guys and you'll learn everything from why each ingredient is beneficial to where it's sourced if you're ready to invest in your health Do what I did and go to ritual.com slash get it. Your future self will thank you for taking Ritual. Consider it your lifelong health 401k. And all you have to do is put in $1 a day. Think about how much you already spent on food. Why put anything but clean ingredients backed by real science into your body? Go to ritual.com slash
1: get it. I think what's part of your journey that was so relatable and inspiring was kind of like, you know, the aftermath of like, trying to get over someone and pick yourself back up, um, but obviously still being, like, really hurt, you
4: know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's... Also, like, having it being seven months
3: and people, like, poo-pooing how long it was, mm-hmm.
2: even oh, though it meant so, so much so to you.
3: Yeah. I can't believe that you were planning... You had, like, a date to get married
4: and, and all that. Yeah, it was. Um, it was... It was it was real you know it um this is only so again I'm 38 this is only my second quote unquote boyfriend mm-hmm. that in of itself is i mean i, I feel embarrassed just saying that but um of mm-hmm. thinking about this i mean i really i i I tried like i tried to um, think about everything that I wanted in a relationship, everything that I wanted in a partner, you know and um, and I gave it my all, but I was oh my god, I mean, there were just some days where you know like just I, I went to work, you know, but there were some days where I would just be sitting at my desk and I would just start start bawling and um, or I'd be sitting at my desk and I would just, just drift out just kind of like a zombie. And, um and that took, I mean, that was months, you know, months and months of doing that. And every, mm-hmm. every week, like they say, you know, it gets better week by week. Mm-hmm. Um But there were things that I stopped doing, you know, in the beginning, I'm doing these, you know, quote unquote, drive-bys. Let me drive by the house and just let me, let me just see if he's there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, silly, all but it's just another, <laughs> I, I yes, yeah, you know, it's so, it's so silly, but it's just another way to, to be attached and to kind of feel like you have a little bit of control. But, you know, as we all know, it's just, it's, it's silly. It's counterproductive. Yeah. We'll and stop um, it looking doesn't at their except, uh, Yeah. That, So that took me about, that took me about a month or two to stop doing, stop looking at the Instagram, um, delete the Facebook and, um, you know, stop, you know, stop doing the story so he could look at my story and see what I was doing Mm -hmm. with my life and see how cool my life is now, now that, you know, I'm, he's not in it, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that all, that all took, took time. And my whole thinking was, my feelings are going to be up and down, but if I can manage my, my actions, and I think my feelings will kind of come into play. So just like any habit, just, like, I'm just kind of changing it. So, but that, again, that, that took time, and um, it took me, God, it took me, I'd say, like four or five months to to go a whole day and not actually think about him, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So those first couple of months, you know, I'm thinking about him every you know, shoot, every minute all day. And then, you know, after like month three or four, like it'd be noon and I'm like, Oh, I hadn't thought about him until noon. And That's then, impressive. you know, i oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like five o'clock and now I'm finally thinking about him. So, um so yeah. Trying to think what else is
1: I mean, that's all, it's like some people don't realize what people go through when you are heartbroken and it's, it takes like such a toll on like your health. I know for me, like I was having nightmares every month, so I wasn't like getting any sleep. Um, Can you kind of talk about how you like found the group and like what, you know, what that experience like was for you, the group?
4: Yeah, I, I, um, I, um, I was out. And I was out in uh, the arts district, and um, I was just, I was just walking around. It sounds so silly. I was just, I was just walking around because I was so, I was just so sad, you know. And I didn't want to. I thought I'm gonna cry. Like I didn't want to, didn't want to stay at home and just, I like, feel sorry for myself. So I would do these things. Where I would just. I would just go out and I would just walk and I would just be whatever I could just to be outside because I just like going home was like was like a dungeon, you know. I just felt so so bad. Yeah. So I was out in the arts district, you know, I was out in the arts district, and um, I was uh, gonna go get in the Bible, and I saw the imprint on the sidewalk.
1: And, um, so I have, there's like these graffiti, so there's graffiti kind of all around LA of like footprints and it says, um, dear heart, why him? And then heartbrokenanonymous.com and then two footprints. So you saw the footprints. Yes. Yes.
4: I saw it. Yeah. So I saw it, took a picture and I had sent it to one of my friends and who I'd been, who I'd been messaging, you know, back and forth about this whole situation. And, um, he said is this a real website and i said i don't know and i, and I looked and i said wow it is and um until so i saw the meeting and i hands out said i'm i'm gonna go no matter what i'm gonna i'm gonna go and um and that's and that's how i found the meeting and um and again you know i believe i believe in in these types of things and where you talk and, you know, you share your story. And, um, you know, I remember now as you saying, like, you know, your friends kind of get tired of you talking about the same thing, or your family is, you know, they kind of get tired of it, but in this kind of setting where you're around other people who are going through the same thing, you know, like we just talk about this kind of indefinitely. So I've, it was almost kind of serendipitous how it all, how it all happened. It almost happened, like, kind of perfectly. But I think I'm so glad I didn't kind of resort to my default, which is to go home, be away from people, kind of bury my head in sand, and, and stay away. And I kind of forced myself to be out. And through that, I was able to find the group. And through that, I was able to find more healing and and, and here we are. You know, I'm, I'm basically, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I can definitely say that I'm, that I'm okay. And I think that's really what matters.
1: Oh, I was just going to ask, like, where do you feel like your mindset is now? And like, maybe what advice do you have for
4: people going through the same thing? Where, it's, it's, um, it's interesting. Where I'm at now, like, I think this experience, I learned a lot because I was so, um, I'm not gonna say desperate, but I so wanted a relationship. But through this, I was able to see, oh, okay, this is, this is really what a relationship is about. And I'm able to see, um, that I don't necessarily have to, um, or accept certain things and that I have a choice. Am I um, trying to date? Uh, yes or no, you know? Um, I'm not super excited about possibly getting my heart broken again. Um, but I know that I can't, you know, I can't not do anything. So um, some days I'm more hopeful, hopeful than others. Um, but I, but I think definitely now moving moving forward, I feel more confident in saying to somebody that I meet, you know, this is, this is what I want or these are my expectations. And then another thing too, what I learned was, you know, I, I gotta get to know the person first, as much as I can be swept up with my feelings and things. Like I really want to get to know the person and, and, and take, take my time and 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 really, like if I could, I always say I wish I could just date three guys all at the same time. And you know, you, you know, can I, do that. I'm not so wrapped up. <laughs> you all. can do that. Lauren's always <laughs> I, needed a roster. I I, I I wish I could. I just um, I know I'm I not. How just getting one?
1: I know I'm not a roster girl, but it's I totally get it. Yeah. Well,
4: so,
3: I th- um, I think the reason we wanted to call you is just. Because this podcast has been such an awesome source for people to, like, come to for comfort to make them feel like they're not alone out there. So I feel like them hearing your story, somebody, you know, you go through it at some point in your life, or at least most people do. So just to make people feel better if they're in the situation right now. And it's just always good to, like, know there's somebody else out there that feels just like you.
2: And your point to get out there instead of staying inside is, like, so relatable because I would totally... Just stay inside and like have like have a stomach ache and want to like throw up all day, but like forcing yourself to go out there, it led you to heartbroken enemas. Yeah, right.
4: Uh, well, right. No, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've. I think it's like you like um like you guys are saying it's important to know that that we're not alone and uh, no and. Nothing, nothing is too, um, too embarrassing. You know, I think we kind of get, sometimes we might get caught up on that, but I've, you know, I've, I've done the, the drive-by, the Instagram, the, you know, like, uh, the burner calls, um, you know, the star 60, the star 68, where you block the number, you know, all, all all of that. And, um, you know, and I, and then at the and the reason why I do that is because I want to feel like I have some sort of control, even mm-hmm. though somebody's pushed me out. I and that. I know that that's a relatable feeling. Like people, you know, people want to feel like they're accepted and approved, and so they'll do things to to, to get that.
1: Right.
4: So, and I don't think that's that's wrong, and, and no one should be judged for that. So, well,
1: well, I love that's you. Why I share those things. I love you so much for coming on and doing this like this is probably like the bravest thing anyone could do cuz I know you're you know you're a little still in it and I just want to tell you that it means so yeah. much to us that you came on um and just help people know that they're not alone like Ashley was saying that's the whole point of heartbroken anonymous so I just want to say thank you, and you mean so much to me. Um, and yeah, You're so welcome. Yeah, thank you. thank you, thank you. I
4: hope this helps, and yeah, no, Absolutely. thanks. And thank you for for doing this because I think um, a, a lot of a lot of people are kind of praising this kind of outlet, and you provided it. So.
2: way to go, Ness. Thanks for <laughs> making me cry. All right.
1: <laughs> You're the best. (laughs) We'll talk
3: soon. Bye. Hey, guys. I need to stop this informative podcast to inform you about something else very special to me. Um, It's about bioclarity. I know that you guys know that I've been using this three-step acne skincare regimen for... A long time to keep my skin acne-free. It's been about a year now. Bioclarity isn't like traditional acne treatments because it doesn't dry or irritate my skin like other products I've tried. I use the face wash twice a day, and I also use their facial moisturizer as well. That's right.
2: Acne isn't something that anyone should have to deal with. So I'm happy to say that BioClarity works wonders for all of us. Mm-hmm. It leaves you with happy, healthy skin. You love the moisturizer. Love the moisturizer. I love that there's no harsh chemicals and that it's also cruelty-free product too for us animal lovers. And you just cleanse, treat, and restore. It's that simple.
3: And it's it's we were getting great feedback from everybody, and I love hearing the stories of um, our listeners' skin getting cleared because of BioClarity. Um, If you would like to have the fresh, clear skin that so many have now because of our advice to use BioClarity, go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners are going to get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our code, which is GETIT, G-E-T-I-T. That is BioClarity.com, and enter our code GETIT. All right, let's get back to the show. I'm like so happy
1: she was like willing to come in and call in because one of my biggest fears is like starting the support group is... I don't want people to think, you know, I want to, like, use people's stories, like, for content or anything. No, right. But um, when I asked her, I was like, this could be a cool thing where we're, like, helping more people that are even outside of L.A. She was like, of course. Like, it's not about his feelings. It's about mine. And I just feel like she was mm-hmm. so brave to do that. She
3: was so good. So she was at the Heartbroken Anonymous meeting that I went to. I've only gone to one. Lauren's only gone to one. It's, like, kind of something I almost feel like it's disrespectful to go to if, if you, you aren't, aren't currently super. heartbroken. Yeah.
1: It's, it's not because some people come and just listen like i remember one time some girl came um who's actually never been in a relationship mm-hmm. and it was like her way of like connecting and seeing what it's like
3: oh. so i
1: think there's something for everyone to take away that's uh, true and it's it's actually so respectful because you're taking the time to listen to someone else that wants someone to listen to them that's you know true.
3: okay okay um, so, so yeah anyone's welcome Also yeah. so
2: when i what went I it want. was like I wasn't sad at the moment, but obviously had I had shit to work through because I was bawling my eyes out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Same. Wait, Lauren, can you go through your experience? And then I want to hear yeah. Ashley's eyes. I um, went and I was like, I don't know. I have nothing to share. But then the first story someone told, I, I started crying. They weren't crying. I just started crying. And then, you know, you listen to all these people's stories. Like, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Oh, my God. That's the worst feeling and then it came to me and i talked about my experience when i was seeing that guy who had a
3: girlfriend the one that the, the bachelor guy the the one that she was with From when Paran- she went on that yeah, 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 yeah. and you guys are so obviously are good fans. that really <laughs> that really fucked me up cuz i'm still talking about it like
2: years later but that i cried about and it, it was um very very emotional but really really cleansing
1: that's the thing with heartbreak though cuz even though it was like years later lauren i feel like people don't realize it is somewhat of like a death when
3: someone leaves your life so like it's
1: always gonna hurt a little you know but Mm -hmm. if you can hear other people and know that you know you're not alone it like helps
3: so the person who we just had on was next to me at heartbroken and i was like oh wow like i really shouldn't be talking right now like i'm not currently heartbroken i'm actually like in like a really good place in my life i was like but since this is naz's thing I will talk about the time that I was heartbroken. And it's interesting because the day that I went to my first meeting was not my first interaction that I had with my big in two years, but it was the first time we were planning on seeing each other in two years. And I know you guys are probably still like, holy crap, how could she be talking about this guy that she hadn't seen for two years? but I don't know that's kind of like what <laughs> the it's, name of the big game that's the name of the big game <laughs> also the whole point of like what us three
1: try to preach and the whole point of the group and who the woman who just shared her mm-hmm. story is like don't, you don't, need is. Yeah. don't need to be embarrassed if you're 38 and you're in your second relationship I think the biggest thing that us three hate is when people make other people feel embarrassed for right. what they're going through in their love life because everyone's life's different but anyways yeah, go ahead. yeah it
2: doesn't matter how long it is or how short yeah you could have
1: gone on one date
3: with someone and be devastated no, totally oh. Oh, yeah. So what was... Yeah, so it was interesting that I was just dealing with texting him for the first time back and forth and back and forth for a little bit the day of the Heartbrook Anonymous meeting. And I just feel like this was a good time to talk about my big... um, because I haven't really talked about him, or if we've had those topics of conversation come up, I've kind of breezed by it as if like I was still invested in him. But that hasn't been the case since October. So you guys, well, wow, I just released myself from my big, and it was funny because at the Harper Anonymous meeting, I was frustrated because he hadn't responded to a text in like four hours or something, and I was like crying over. I started bawling because he hadn't responded to my text. In four hours. Again, justified. Also,
2: yeah. I would cry too. No, Again. I know.
3: Justified though, if that's what, you know. No, you know what it was? Oh, I, it wasn't even the text thing. It was like, he called, I missed the call. And then I said, I'll call you back. And then I called him back and he never called back until the next day. Um, but anyway, so I was at the Heartbroken and I was saying, freaking crying and crying about this, about the about Big. And I was reminiscing on the past and- all our times in the past and whatever. Then the a couple of days after that meeting, I ended up having dinner with him for the first time, seeing him for the first time in two years. And you guys, I just, it was, no, like that wasn't my husband at all anymore. Like I was totally disillusioned. I just, he had so many
1: you were incompatibilities. His flaws for the I was first seeing time. yeah,
3: I was seeing his flaws for the first time. Kind of time. take us to take, like what when you were
1: sitting down what what was like going through your head.
3: Well, dinner? I I knew going into it and so did Lauren and Naz. They were like you're going to go into this dinner and you're either going to be like no, he's like the one that you've always thought that he was and or thought that thought that he was or <laughs> the person yeah, you that, thought he was in your head. That in my head. Yeah. yeah. Or you're going to be so over him. And it was so crazy because I was so over him. Um, the rose-colored glasses were off. Um, we were both in completely different stages of our lives, so I couldn't be, like, disillusioned by, like, the fantasy that surrounded him. I think and also you were very I confident knew myself. in yourself. Yeah. I knew myself was literally the bottom line, wow. is that I, like, knew what I deserved, and I knew the kind of relationship and conversation that I wanted to have, and I, I knew how I wanted the guy to respond to certain things that I said. I just, right. you know, all this stuff... When you're on a magical first, when you're on not a first date, when you're on a great date where the conversation is flowing, you guys get each other. Mm -hmm. It was like so apparent that we just didn't get each other, Mm -hmm. and and I was actually like oddly okay with it. It was so weird when I was driving him home, and driving him to his hotel or whatever. I was like. I can't believe this. I'm going to drop him off and this might be the very yeah. last time I ever see him. Wow. And I'm going to be totally okay with that. I'm like, yeah, I'll probably be really weird for a couple of days just like feeling lost and lonely. Like mm-hmm. I don't have a backup husband. You know, I don't have someone to fall back on and say like, oh, I'll just marry so-and-so one day if or it does work out. someone to just
1: fawn over because sometimes it's just like, you know, bigs are there
3: just so you have someone. Yeah, like a big
1: fantasy in the back of your head exactly. every day is gone.
3: Exactly. You know what's actually the craziest thing? It was the daydreams dying
2: yes rem- yeah. that
3: was the worst part i was like one i can't daydream about the future with him and two i can't even go back and hit rewind in my head and watch our old memories because i'll know that they're oh they're not leading to anything wow and yeah it was the death of the daydream that remember, killed me more than anything i remember when you called me after that and you were crying i, I had it to was ignore like- you for like a whole 48 hours <laughs> Why no, you didn't? No. You called me. Oh, right did I call you? I did. I ignored everyone else. That's because. Oh, you yeah. called
1: me literally right after crying. Yeah, I,
3: cu- I called you that night. Yeah, you called
1: driving home. I you think. called Lauren and Lauren didn't pick up, and you called me.
3: Oh my god! And, and what did I sound like?
1: You were crying, but it was like it was like this weird tear. It was like tears of like you were. It was. You were crying, but you were in this state where you were like okay with it, but it was so sad that someone, you know, obviously that you cared about or that you thought was going to be your person for so long was no longer. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: It's, it was the day of dreams you were crying about. So hard. So violently hard.
3: Oh, my gosh. I cried so hard the following day. And then he continued to, like... It was interesting, ladies. <laughs> take pointers. <laughs> take I obvi- pointers. I obviously showed no interest in him. And then he continued to call and FaceTime me for a couple weeks. I remember that. And, How crazy. And at first, I was like, no, like, this is it. Like, I really was like, cold turkey, you know. He's not my person, so why entertain the idea anymore? And then I think that was a little intense for me, so I decided to have a little bit of fun with, like, the phone calls and stuff. And then I weaned myself off until this one phone call where he turned me off so much Mm. that I was truly, like, you know, fuck him. Yeah. He, like, called me to say hi, and then he was completely disinterested in everything I said. he was, like, like, I I called
2: to say hi. Hey, I'm just calling to say hi. And she goes, hey, like, so what'd you do today? what'd you do today? He was like,
3: um... Nothing, you yeah. were carrying the entire conversation. I was carrying the entire conversation, and by 10 minutes, he was like, Okay, well, I was just calling to say hi. And I and I'll look, that's like, That's it. No, he was like, Or oh, what did he say? He goes, I'm happy. Well, I'm happy to hear, I'm glad I get to hear your voice. And I'm like, Well, yeah, you called me. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. Now it's been five months, and right. I don't remember exactly. But I just remember being so turned off by just how immature he was, mm-hmm. especially as a conversationalist and how closed off he was and how- like, Everything lack, was a the lack Who of, would make fun of your voice? The lack of vulnerability. Oh, yeah. In that phone call, he was like, I'd be like, hello. And he'd be like, hello. And everything was like a mimic back at me. And I was like, your humor is like a 16-year-old. It doesn't fly like these days. Right. I'm not going to be into you because you're making fun of me. Like right. not in that sense. Anyway, so, and then you know, he, we hung up and I figured that I'd hear from him again. I
0: actually haven't, but I also don't have that desire to. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
1: It's so. so weird in this stage we all are with our bigs. I feel like because Lauren, you're like way past him for like yeah. so long now, and then mine. Just you guys know, I know you guys are the people in the group at least that mm-hmm. are like the clueless diehards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mine was supposed to come to my birthday. Long story short, didn't. And of course, like you know, deep down, I think it was I was like living in this world of maybe where I was like maybe since he's letting me in his group and I've, like, met his family and friends, like, maybe this is a moment where, like, he's finally going to meet all my family and Mm -hmm. friends. Um, But to make a really long story short, it was, like, the most... Big from Sex in the City text message I've ever received, or was like actually it really such was. a sweet, mushy text message, like I can't make it, blah, blah, blah. But like I bought you these shoes you always wanted, like have a great birthday. And I was just like, I fucking hate it.
2: It was you. exactly yeah. word for word the Sex in the City episode when she it was her birthday. He sent long stemmed red roses with like a card, and Charlotte was like, That's your grand gesture. And his gift
1: was his quote grand gesture but also didn't make you feel good. Right, because it was like, obviously I wanted him there. But I also don't think he thought that I wanted him to be there as much as i think that's true head. yeah because just so you guys know i play it off really cool and i'm always like yeah. no don't come like it's fine blah blah anyway so i'm slowly weaning off mine but not ready to let go yet which yeah. i think is okay Definitely. i think you need to I wean think, actually i think the most important thing to learn from all you know the woman that came on the podcast and shared her story and even ashley story lauren's mine with my big which i'm so involved with is like I think you need to like wake up one day and be fully Mm -hmm. ready to let go because if you're not ready to let go and you do let go and you cut someone off, then, then you are looking back and you are doing drive-bys and you are, and I think I'm getting there slowly, but I'm not completely there
3: yet, but I think that's okay. And I'm happy with that.
2: It totally takes time. It
3: totally takes time. And it
1: also is
2: a spark a switch goes off yeah you
3: need to have the moment and then you need to wean yourself off from the moment Uh right um i do remember what the conversation went it was just it's also a demonstration on how he would never show that he was trying to take initiative like he wanted to talk to me so i remember him towards the end of our conversation being like well it was nice hearing from you and i go you you called me and he was like yeah yeah Whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, I just it was nice hearing your voice. He didn't want it's to like acknowledge that, that, that like you're being you care like about you, someone yeah, and you exactly. Someone. And it was like so crazy because all if you just would have said like, Well, it was nice hearing your voice, I would have been like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sweet. But it was the fact that like he couldn't even admit to like having enough feeling mm-hmm. for me. That he has a wall up so many men, so many, not so just many.
1: men, women and men have their wall up, and if they don't knock it down, it's really hard to get in there. Yeah,
3: someone. so much, it's crazy. Um, I also, speaking of that, I definitely think that shutting the door on him, at least having that switch go off, even though I was weaning myself off of it technically, when I went to winter games, I probably talked a big like what seven, eight, seven, ten days. Before I went to do that, but I think because I had kind of been closing the, the, those books on him, yeah. I was able mm-hmm. to move on to someone else. And well, and me, that didn't Kevin. work. It still, yeah, it still has like really opened my whole world to the universe, to other totally. Possibilities knows. The and options, totally. No, it's so crazy, it's mm-hmm. crazy,
1: totally. Anyways, um, guys, I hope you liked this podcast. Me too. Um, it's our first heartbroken anonymous episode. I'm obviously hoping to do more, but. Don't get too excited because I don't want people to come to meetings and think that you know they can just come on the podcast and share. But if you're listening and you have a story of being heartbroken and maybe you're not anymore, um, email us at info at heartbrokenanonymous.com. And if you're in LA and want to come to a meeting, I do them the second Thursday of every month at Open Space LA. Um, and if you want more info on it, Cosmo did an article on it and our website, www.heartbrokenanonymous.com. So
3: yeah, I'd love to know what you guys thought of this. And as you guys know, I love meat stories and how love came to be with happy couples on um, like the whole opposite spectrum of it, which we both love. You know, we we all love that. Um, we relate to both. We do relate to both. If you have somebody who has the most intense, like fairy tale meat story that you think is dynamic enough for a radio show, please email me. Um, well, actually, just tweet at me. Tweeting is the best for me. Um, I'm able to skim the story, and then if I want it in really in depth, I'll ask you to email me. So, tweet me at Ashley go All of your love stories, and be sure to check out the story of us on YouTube with Kinetic Content. Just just Google it. The story of us. <laughs> all right, bye, guys. Uh, we love you so much. Follow us on our social accounts: Facebook I'm at group. Naz
1: Perez. Join the Facebook group.
3: Facebook Facebook group is lit. Hey, who's our elder this week?
1: Our, <laughs> we're not, our, not saying our elder clueless. anymore. I hate when you guys oh,
3: say well, that. We, oh, we already shouted out Millie last week. Lauren. Yeah, but
2: we're not eldering people because that's Christelia. Okay,
3: yeah, well, we are not elder people. We're not stealing it. We have our clueless family. Clueless
1: diehards. Crown and them. we should give a shout out to Shelly. Yes. Because Shelly we met her today actually right before we recorded this podcast and she is such a diehard of Isn't, us and she tweets us Shelley? all the time. No we thought it was Shelly but
2: it's Shelly. Uh, yeah it's Shelly. <laughs>
1: okay yeah I was like I okay. So Shelly from Chicago we love you. Thanks for listening and yeah bye guys we'll see you next week. Bye.
0: bye. I don't get it. Podcast.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.